sometimes it's like people you know or like your your friends saying stuff and like that stuff hurts more to me than like a stranger but yeah it's definitely like always hard especially when you are being open and then people like say negative things about like your food that you cook and the way it looks or like your weight and not being like what they think for someone that eats so healthy or whatever um but to me it doesn't really bother me like I think at first it did and sometimes I would like clap back at them but now I'm just like I have more like sympathy for them and like like I don't really pay attention to it like I'll just kind of respond in like a nice way and then just keep going about my day Hi guys, welcome back to Playground. On this episode, I have with me Anastasia Kronk, who is trying to build her own organic cooking brand. I found Anastasia through Dewalk. Dewalk, he posted a post saying in his comments, if you want like to connect with individuals in my own community, please comment. And Anastasia reached out to me on Dewalk's post. So Anastasia, I wanted to start off like the podcast interview asking like what made you like contact me. Yeah, well, I loved his post. And so I started just like reading all of the comments and engaging with everyone that had said something on there. And then you happened to respond and say that you had a podcast and like that you wanted to have me on. And then we later found out that we were from like the same area, which I thought was just like, that's like such a small world. And like, here I am away from home in Boston. And then for me to connect with someone from all the way back home, I was like, really? Like, what are the odds? So I just thought it was really cool. Small world. So I'm studying college in Atlanta and Anastasia is from Atlanta, Kennesaw State. So pretty close by. So I wanted to start off the interview asking, where is home for you and where did you grow up? So home for me is Ackworth, Georgia. And um, I basically lived my entire life there. I did bounce around a little bit to different schools when I went to college, but they were all in Georgia. And now I've moved to Boston just about a year and a half ago for a job with um, an airline company. So what do you do like with the airline company? Are you like a hostess? Yeah, so right now I work in the it's airport operations. And I got my degree in marketing, so I had aspirations to get into our marketing department, and then COVID hit. So now I'm just kind of going with the flow and seeing what happens. So like, well, what have you been up to during COVID? Yeah, um, basically, I just dove straight into my cooking. I didn't really know what I was doing or where it was going to go, but I just started being really open and sharing. And so I had this secret Instagram account of all of my like cooking and stuff and I didn't share it with anyone. And then just since the beginning of this year, I started opening up and sharing it with people. And so I've just been really consistent with posting because I eat really healthy and it's all organic and it's a little bit different than the average person, I would say due to some medical issues. And so I just dove into that. And then I have a YouTube channel. Pinterest, like all the social media platforms, and I make a lot of cooking videos, and that's what I've been doing almost every day during COVID. Like regarding like cooking, how did like that interest in cooking start, and like where did it come from? Yeah, so I always liked cooking, especially when I was younger, but for some reason I just stopped doing that. And then when I was in my freshman year of college, I got diagnosed with thyroid disease. 
and I went through the medical route and it didn't really work out for me. And so we saw a holistic doctor or more of a wellness-based doctor. And one of the biggest things and like the first thing that had to change was my diet. And that meant cooking basically everything because I eat all organic, no grains, no sugar. So it's really hard for me to eat out. And at first I dreaded it. Like it was just so much work and it takes a lot of time and it made me feel like an outsider. I felt like no one really understood what I was going through and like I had to eat a special way and I couldn't eat when I was out at restaurants with friends. And then I would say it's pretty recently where I've just started to be more open about it and just kind of like being okay with being different. It used to be something I dreaded and now it's something that I love to do and it's like therapeutic. So I just, yeah, I love cooking. It's like all I think about. And when I travel, I love to travel basically to go like try foods in different countries. They have like all their foods, like really fresh, organic, like they use special like spices and herbs that are in that country. And so that's like one of my favorite things to do when I travel is just like experience their food. I want to like, I want to dive into this more deeply, but I want to ask like a questions, like what were you curious about as a child? Yeah. So I thought about this beforehand because I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what I was like thinking when I was a kid. Uh, but I remember like from a really young age, me and my best friend and my neighbor, we would, I was always trying to sell something or like make money. I wanted a job when I was like 10 years old, but no one would hire me. And so me and my neighbor sold, like we made cotton candy and like from this machine and we went to like our two neighbors on our street and we would try and sell it. And so I think I was just really like curious about business and like how it worked and just like selling something or providing a service. I used to clean my whole house and then my mom and like basically like doing service to get money and like my parents would like pay me because I would just work so hard at it and like not beg them but like enroll them to like pay me for like cleaning yeah. I would do the same thing at my grandparents house like I would spend hours cleaning their cars uh, with no like money like never was like in contract for money but then when I finished my grandpa would like pay me and then I think that just like did something in my brain. And I was like, oh my God, like I could do this again and maybe he'll pay me again. <laughs> so it was never something I expected, but I was just like really like into that. So with that like entrepreneurial spirit as a child, do you feel like you have that same spirit with like the Instagram and like building your own brand? You said you wanted to like create your own organic cooking brand. So like is that spirit still there? And like, how does it influence your brand? Like, what are you, what like strategies are you using right now? Yeah, I think it does 100%. And I'm so glad you asked that like initial question because I've never thought about it. And then when I started to like rack my brain of like, what was I curious about? It always came back to like some sort of like business model. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like it's full circle. And I didn't realize that until probably this year, to be honest, like I wasn't really pursuing this. I was pretty caught up in like school, sports, hanging out with my friends. I wasn't really sitting at home, like making cooking videos and like <laughs> growing on social media. So I think it's come like full circle. And that's why I'm like super driven right now with it all. So like, where do you find motivation with like each post you do? Like, where do you find the motivation to like continue building that brand you have on Instagram? Yeah, I just love it. 
And I think if you love something and you're passionate about it, then it's not really hard and like motivating. I mean, I eat every day and I like love to cook every day. So it's now I'm just, it's not really motivating myself. It's like, I'm just finally sharing it with others, what I do already. And, you know, some days you might be busy or like feel like you don't want to post, which I never really have experienced yet, but you just do it anyways, because that's what it's like to be consistent and to, that's like what you do when you build a brand. You just do it anyways. Like some days you're not going to be motivated. You just do it anyways. And that's important. I asked that question because many people, when like they try to build brands, they try to post consistently, they have like that high and they go to a low. And then when they low, they like lose the motivation. They like, it's okay if I skip today, like it's fine because I'm no one's watching my post, no one's liking my post anyway. I love what you said, like having fun and like loving it so much. You don't feel the lows. It's just like you're having fun. Like you're doing it because you want to do it, not because you're looking for other people's approval or like other people's like approval of what you post. And some days, you know, it is okay. Like if you only post, I post twice a day, like regular posts. And like some days, you know, it's okay if you just post once. I don't know. I don't think you have to be so hard on yourself. Like, and there's no like magic formula. I think it's just loving what you do and just like sharing it with the world. And it doesn't matter like the numbers or the likes. Like I've already had so many cool things come from me doing it just within like the past few months. And it's like, but look at my followers, like, you know, it's not like thousands of followers, but yeah, I have brands like sending me stuff and like asking me to promote them. So, and that's awesome to me, like, cause I love these brands anyways. And so now I'm just getting some like free products to like help promote and to make really cool videos with. So that's like really fun. When you had like the diagnosis of like the thyroid disease freshman year, you said like you felt alone. Like, have you found like a community? Have you found people that you're able to connect to through the Instagram community? Definitely. I think by Instagram specifically, I've made like a lot of connections with people just from like liking each other's pictures and stuff. And then we become friends. And I've actually done some like live Q and A's with them. And they're from like all over the world. And I never thought, like, I didn't, I don't know. I guess I didn't think of like other people from like different parts of the world and like connecting with them on this level. And like, we just talk about it and we love it. And we talk about like smoothies and just, it's cool to have people in like this community through social media, because sometimes definitely like in person, I don't always feel like people understand or like there's a community or it's always like a lot of pressure or questions and they're like, why aren't you eating this? And like, why can't we go to this restaurant and like you eat something or Yeah, so it's still really tough, but it's also become kind of like a trend. I don't know if you're aware of it, but like this health food, people wanting to eat organic, like they, I don't even know if everyone's aware of what they're doing or like that are involved in this trend, but it's great for people like me who are like, we need to eat this way to survive. Um, So it's growing a lot, which is really fun to see just within the five years that I've been diagnosed. It's like so many things have popped up. It's like a whole new world. You mentioned before that you like to travel around the world, like travel to find places to eat. So like what's like the most exotic, like most like authentic food that you've eaten that you like love so much? Oh my God, that's so hard. (laughs) Um, I've gone so many places. Probably Morocco would be one of them. Uh, They have like really great authentic food. I love like couscous Fridays or tagines and then Japan. 
Japan is like one of my favorite countries and they have just really great like cuisine and it's really simple and fresh and they're really invested in having high quality ingredients. So like even their lower end food is like super high quality and they use like a lot of foods that I've never heard of or like just things you just never think to put together Um, and they use a lot of bone broth which is something that I consume a lot of because that's really good for like health benefits. And then another country is Spain. That's like my, those are like all three of my like top like favorite countries, but they have like just so many different flavors and they're, they take so much time to like actually prepare their food and like they love cooking and it like you can tell like all their different, they call them tapas, but it's like these little appetizers and you can just try all these different things. And there's just so much more flavor to the food than like what I experienced like here in the U.S. Yeah. So like I'm from, my parents are from India. So like I get it when you say like the different spices, the different like flavors. Because whenever I eat like a burger or something, like it's very different from like me eating like traditional South Indian food. Because I get like my palate feels like it's like, there's like a party going inside my palate. What part of India? I'm from South India, Tamil Nadu. Chennai is like the city. Have like, you been there? I go, I visit there every one to two years. I visit India, yeah. To see oh, my wow. Family. I want to go to India so bad. It was on my list. And I, re- like, I really wanted, like, good Indian food. Have you had, like, authentic Indian food before? I can't really eat anything like that in the U.S. So that's, like, another reason, like, why I wanted to go. You should definitely like, visit. It's so good. Yeah. Because when you, when you talk about the spices, like in the Japanese cuisine and everything, I was like, you need to try Indian. <laughs> I was like, that's what I was thinking. And Moroccan. Morocco is like obsessed with like a bunch of spices. And they have like these big bins and markets filled with like all kind of spices and herbs. So the next question I have is like a little hypothetical, but it goes back to your childhood. If you could travel back in time and visit little Anastasia, what advice would she give you to the person you become today? I think the only advice that I would give myself is to be more open and to not allow like the circumstances and things going on around you to close you off to the world and that there's so many like opportunities and so many people and communities out there if you would just like be more open and basically like get out of my own way. Like get out of your comfort zone kind of thing? Yeah, or like I was so wrapped up in like the circumstances that were going on around me and it's like a lot of, you know, sometimes it's painful and you can be angry and like you just slowly like shut yourself off from the world and so like not allowing those things going on to close me off, like to get out of my way and to like not like you could be angry but like still be open and like sharing it and like being active on like social media as a way of like building community and like finding people out there that like care about you which sounds a little bit crazy now that I just said that <laughs> finding people that care about you through like social media <laughs> I was gonna say like like in this age it's very likely that this stuff happens because like when you're talking about like when I asked when I asked you about a question about finding community to Instagram like if I would try to find community with the people in real life I'm limited by like distance by like strangers i'm just limited because of where i am and who i'm interacting with but like through social media like i could connect with someone like halfway across the world and we could have like a really deep conversation and we could connect with something 
So like social media is like a double-edged sword. Like there's so many good stuff coming out of it, but it's also like bad stuff coming out of it too. For you, like how do you like balance like the good and the bad of social media? Do you, do you like experience the bad as well? Or like, like comparison and like jealousy or like comparing yourself to other people or like hate comments, stuff like that. How do you balance the two? <laughs> hate comments or it's kind of worse because it's your sometimes it's like people you know or like your your friends saying stuff and like that stuff hurts more to me than like a stranger but yeah it's definitely like always hard especially when you are being open and then people like say negative things about like your food that you cook and the way it looks or like your weight and not being like what they think for someone that eats so healthy or whatever. Um, but to me, it doesn't really bother me. Like, I think at first it did. And sometimes I would like clap back at them. But now I'm just like, I have more like sympathy for them. And like, like, I don't really pay attention to it. Like, I'll just kind of respond in like a nice way. And then just keep going about my day. That takes skill, I'm assuming, correct? Or like having the skill to just like, yeah, it or, like, just like pass it by and like focusing on like the good stuff. Because another thing I've learned is like those the more you focus on something, like the more it like impact you. It's like if you focus on the good stuff through social media, focus on the good comments. Like going back to your childhood, like I want to like bring it back, Dale. So like, what do you miss most about your childhood? Like what do you miss most about being a child? Yeah, I think I work really hard at bringing out like my inner child. I actually went through a leadership training in February and it in Boston called Boston Breakthrough Academy and that was like a big thing that we talked about and worked on so I feel like I'm finally bringing out like that inner child again and like having fun and being free and not worrying about being judged or like anything I'm just being a child but I do miss just like not having the responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just literally you wake up and you run around and you play and you eat food and you're just so free and you have really no worries and no responsibilities. That's what I miss most about being a child too. And like that just like waking up and like having fun and playing. So that's why I started this podcast. Cause like when I'm having a conversation with someone, it feels like I'm having fun. I'm I'm playing really. Or like I'm I'm like hopefully that's how you feel with your Instagram. Like whenever you like you work on your Instagram, like think creatively for your Instagram, it feels like you're having fun, you're playing. But yes, it's like a res- like responsibility. But if like you change your perspective or how you look at it, it's it's more fun. It's like it's like your inner child is still alive. It's still having fun with you, kind of thing. That's exactly how all my social media is. Like I love making cooking video <laughs> posts, and it's so fun. And you just like once the camera's like on and you're just in there cooking, like you feel like a kid yeah. for sure. Love that, and I wish that like for everyone too. Because in my college, at least, like, like with the people I'm, like, I'm seeing, like, it's very difficult for us to, like, focus on, like, being a child and having fun, like, having that freedom to do it when everything, everyone's focused on academics, focused on grades, focused on, like, the next, like... There's so much structure, too, right? Even from school, it's, like, in our jobs, nine to five, like, this to this, like, every part of your day is, like, blocked off, which can be great. You can be doing really awesome stuff. But when you're a kid, it's really just like the whole day is yours. And what is time anyways? <laughs> you're just up playing, like your minds can go to these creative places and you can just imagine and like, I don't know, it's so different. Now it's we schedule in time to like allow ourselves to be creative and to like imagine. 
it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. And like what you mentioned, that creativity and imagination are two key aspects of being a child that we tend to overlook or forget as you grow older. So like, I wanted to ask you this, like if you could be any like creative person, like if you could do anything creatively, what would you want to create to this world? And like, say like, this is my thing that I've created. And like, how do you imagine that to be? This question is so creative that that's like, I couldn't pick one thing. <laughs> But something that like a big topic is like the environment. So I would want to create, but there's like so many aspects to it, but I would want to create things to help the environment, you know, like climate change and like how we distribute like our water and like, like actually having clean water to drink instead of like all the lead that's in our tap waters and like just so many things that like the world we could use like solutions to and I sometimes get frustrated because I don't understand how like some countries are doing things I'll put air quotes like better than us in regards to like being environmentally friendly um, and like why some of these issues just aren't at the forefront of our minds of like really changing our lifestyles and the way we live and the way we do things to better our planet. I love what you said there because like if if I ask, if if you ask a kid how do you like create clean water from tap water like can you think of something creatively imaginatively they like their mind will go to so many different places like time machine, I don't know, like different dimensions, like become so creative, so imaginative. But if you ask the exact same question to like execs or like someone in like the business world, like they'll think in terms of money or like profits or like something else. And they think differently, which is fine because that, that type of thinking is needed. But I still think like having that creativity, having a little imagination in it, like brings like, it, it helps with problem solving and helps like solve these big problems that we, we could solve if we like, think like a child kind of thing yeah if we just think about them at all and like creatively or like there probably are I think there are solutions out there that people have created and they're not always being like adapted what about you if I could create anything (laughs) at all possible I would want to create a time machine so I could go back in time because I'm really fascinated by dinosaurs because I like my head can't get over the fact that 65 million years ago these giant beasts like roamed the same earth that I'm roaming right now. So I would want to create like have you ever like Magic Treehouse or like those books? Where, like, yeah. Yeah. Like they go to the treehouse and then it's like a time machine. They just go to like a different period. So I would definitely want to create something like that and like experience like Leonardo da Vinci's era, like when Leonardo da Vinci was a child, like be as a child with him and like experience stuff with him or like go to the dinosaurs, see how they will like just like jump through history and like see how it is and like experience life or experience that part of life or like for example like go to like the era of pirates and like go on a pirate ship like try try to find some treasure or something because I have like these big imaginations like this is kind of what movies do because movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, Jurassic Park like they were able to like be very creative imaginative which is why like kids love watching these movies because it lets them be in a space where like rule there are no rules like you could do whatever you want as long as your imagination thinks about it you could that could happen so i would definitely create like a time machine of sorts that doesn't like doesn't mess up the world or like the current timeline or like if i figured out how like the time machine stuff works but yeah that's that's something i would definitely that is so cool 
Yeah. I love it. I feel like you'd never be in this time though. You would always be like back in time, like Definitely. adventuring and like doing all this weird stuff. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Like that's, that's, that's kind of thing. Like why I want to like personally travel the world because I feel like by traveling the world, I could like experience different cultures, different experiences. And I still get that experience, but it's not like to a time, but like, it's still, it's, it's the equivalent thing like right now. So like you do, I'm, I assume like you travel the world often because you work for airlines. Like how would you, what have you learned to make all these travels? Like what have you learned about like humanity or like the human race? I've heard say that when you travel to other places, it's not about the similarities, but I really just don't believe that because we really are so similar. And yeah, we might have different culture and traditions and ways of life but at the end of the day we really don't and like I can be in Japan looking at the trees and some of them look the exact same as the ones in Georgia it's like it's crazy to be in these places so far from home and to be like out in nature and it looks just like home and then you realize oh my god like this is really all just like one like we're one world one planet like we're not all these different places that I've been like taught and we're not all separate and like we all just want I feel like the same things like time with our family and our loved ones and cooking good food and going out in nature like it's really like we're all very more I feel like we're more similar than we are different I agree 100% with that like I th- I feel like if we could focus, like the differences are there and they're there for a reason, but if you could focus and like lean into the similarities and see what makes me similar to someone across the world, then we could find that human connection and like build a community or like build. And then learn about the differences and yeah. be like, oh my gosh, like you live your life like that and like you do this and oh, that's so smart and so efficient. Like there's so like then you can dive into like the differences and like learn from each other and kind of start incorporating them and like mixing them all together, um, if it makes sense. But that makes yeah, we're, we're pretty similar, I think. We are pretty similar. I love that. We are reaching the end of the podcast. I have just like a couple more questions left to ask you. What was your favorite childhood movie or book and why? My favorite movie was The Aristocrats. I don't even know why that was my favorite movie because half of it they weren't even talking but I was obsessed with it and every time I went to my grandparents house I always watched that movie and I think it's just because I loved that little bike it was like a motorcycle and then it had a little side seat Mm -hmm. to it and I just was so like oh my god like that's so cool and you could just ride in it (laughs) and I think there were there's like pets in that movie or something and they always sat in that little see I don't know that was my favorite I do want to ask this question too so like you say you love like organic cooking and you love cooking so like could you put into words what you feel when you're like in the kitchen and you're in your zone and you're like cooking and like you're posting on Instagram taking videos what emotions do you feel how do you feel like could you put that feeling into words I feel really happy and I feel creative. I feel like cooking to me is an art. And so I never really measure a lot of stuff unless I'm baking. So it's fun for me just to be creative and throw a bunch of things together. And 
you have to also have a little bit of knowledge on like what flavors go well together. I could throw this in there, like what goes good with that. And then like, I want to make it colorful. And yeah, I just, I think it's just like, I'm creative. I'm like working on an art piece almost. And I feel really free. And like, my mind is not worrying about anything else. Yeah, it feels nice. Peaceful. <laughs> How you describe it, it feels like play. It feels like a little kid just playing, having fun. And the next question I have, like following up is that, like from your experience of life and like seeing other people live, do you feel like that, like what you just described, that creativity, that's like having fun, like living in a moment kind of thing, do we tend to forget that as we move on, as we get older and like how can we bring back that creativity back into our lives? Yeah, I definitely think we lose that as we get older and life happens but we can definitely bring it back because that's what I've been working on in this leadership training since February. And part of it is just having a conversation like this that allows people to stop and be like, oh my goodness, like, and to remember those times as a child and to kind of relive that experience and to bring it back into their adult life. Like watching those movies, like reading that book again, find, like what was that hobby you used to do? What did you like, what did you like to do when you played when you were younger? Like, did you play with, you know, Barbie dolls or like what's going on right now with the cards? I don't know if you've heard Gary Vee talk about it, but like yeah. a lot of my adult friends, like they're falling back in love with this, like Pokemon cards and baseball cards. And it's bringing out that inner child. So I think the first thing is just awareness and like, listening to your podcasts and the conversations and reliving those experiences and then allowing yourself to be that inner child and to con like always consciously allow like draw your mind back to allowing yourself to be that inner child when you want to not be I love like, you know what no I'm just gonna run in the ocean and like be a kid again and I don't care what anyone thinks or like just having that mentality again uh, that that mentality is needed I, I'd say it's needed in the society in this era and like it's slowly changing that's the purpose of this podcast to like slowly have that ripple effect so like listeners will tell other listeners and then slowly we bring bring it together like hopefully make this world a playground like that's like one of my other mottos like create make this world a playground because like in a playground like everyone's having fun and like if a kid falls down all the other kids would want to go and help them and like bring that person back up regardless if of their sexual orientation their gender the color of their skin the kids just see kids and that's like that's that's beautiful in my eyes and I like I think we need that I mean like a metaphorical playground around this world where that that's possible in this era that's the end of the podcast for now uh Anastasia thank you so much for being on this show and like I loved having this conversation with you and yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on and for connecting with me. I love this so much. Yeah, no problem. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please follow us on Instagram at playground.pk. Subscribe and rate to us on Apple Podcasts and you could follow us on Spotify as well. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this episode and want to hear more, Please subscribe and rate to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Together, we can make this world a playground where we prioritize our own happiness over society's expectations for us. Thank you, and I'll see you guys next time.